Hi listeners, stories have so much power and so does whoever controls the narrative. It is time that we dissect and analyze these stories. I am Vipul and this is Vogue Tales. Hi everyone. The Horse Girl Foxy and the Sword Gun Fodder is an Icelandic fairy tale included by Andrew Lang in the Crimson Fairy Book. A retold version of it by Ruth Manning Sanders under the title Sigurd the King's Son is in her anthology A Book of Ogres and Trolls, which I will narrate for this episode. It's a long story, so settle in. On that note, it's story time. Once upon a time the king was happy he had a queen he loved and a baby son called Sigurd when Sigurd was still very young the queen died leaving her husband broken hearted and lost in mourning eventually his people became so concerned that they urged him to consider his duty and take another wife in theory the king understands but when it comes to actually choosing a new wife he can't make himself do it He takes to wandering the woods alone and it is there he sees an astonishingly beautiful woman the first woman he's met since the death of his queen who can penetrate his grief in true fairy tale king fashion he proposes on the spot she turns him down her name she tells him is Ingeborg and if he marries her he will regret it because she is a troll's daughter The king doesn't care. He pleads with her over and over again and eventually she agrees to be his wife and queen. The people of the kingdom are delighted with her and none more so than little Sigurd, who follows her stepmother about like a second shadow. When his father proposes a hunting trip, Sigurd flatly refuses to go, insisting he stay with Ingeborg. She, however, has problems of her own. Hiding the little prince underneath a sofa, she turns around to say hello to her sister, an enormous troll wife, who has just waded up through the floor as if it's no thicker than water. Her first question is the whereabouts of young Sigurd. Ingeborg lies without hesitation and distracts her sister with a magnificent meal. When troll wife finally departs, Ingeborg calls Sigurd out from under the sofa and makes him promise not to tell anyone what he has seen. The next day, the king goes hunting again, and once again, Sigurd refuses to go, despite his stepmother's urging. So she hides him under the table and spreads out a second feast for her sister, who once again asks about the whereabouts of the young prince, and once again goes away without finding the truth the whole room heaves with her footsteps as she sinks away through the floor but sigurd refuses to be frightened actually ingeborg is panicking enough for the two of them 
on the third day of the king's hunt, she put Sigar on his pony herself and seized them right out of the courtyard. But she's barely set foot inside the palace when guess who's back? Persistence, it would seem, runs in the family. Ingeborg quickly hides him away in a cupboard, and just in time too, because the floor heaves, the door flies open, and there's her sister, who came for a third and final visit. She is not in such a good mood this time. When Ingeborg insists that Sigur is away hunting with the king, her sister shouts out that it is a lie. But Ingeborg distracts her with another extravagant meal, and for a little while it seems she might just pull it off. Then, as the troll wife is leaving, she lashes out with a final word in a sisterly squabble. If Sigur is close enough to hear her, she declares, there will be a curse upon him. He shall become a cockerel and not regain his own shape until he comes to her to claim it. With that, she leaves, and Ingeborg flies to the cupboard to find a cockerel where her stepson used to be. His shape might have changed, but his personality certainly hasn't. He tosses back his head defiantly and crows like he doesn't care. He will need that stubborn will because there is no way now to get his own shape back except by the troll's wife's hand. Ingeborg does her best. She gives Sigur a ball of roll before him that will lead him to her sister and a ring to put her in a better mood when he gets there. This is all she can do to keep him safe. When Sigur does arrive, the troll's wife's first inclination is to cook him for a stew. But some flourishing good manners and Ingeborg's ring soften her enough to delay the matter for seven troll days, which in human terms is seven years. So basically, she brings him up while she is deciding whether or not he'll make a good dinner. In the end, she decides against it, having taken a fancy to the boy and instead gives him a magical wine that bolsters his strength so he can beat her to the ground when they wrestle. That's when the troll wife is finally so pleased with him, she lets him go, with a special stone that can manipulate the weather as his parting gift. And then she pushes him off her cliff. That's alright though, Sigur is quite tough by now and not hurt at all. He lands beside a lake, where a little girl is playing in a canoe. Her name, she tells him, is Princess Helga and she has been forcibly adopted by a troll who makes her call him father. Having concluded their introductions, she then teaches him how to row. Helga likes her new friend so much that at the end of the day, when she has to go home to father troll, she doesn't want to let him go. Having a personal philosophy running eerily similar to that of Ingeborg's sister, she turns Sigur into a ball of wool so she can take him inside with her. It's actually a sensible precaution. When Father Troll gets home, he smells a strange human on her. But as he can't eat wool, he leaves her alone. The next day is the same. Sigur is transferred back into a boy. The children spend the day playing, and when night comes, Helga turns him back into wool. Father Troll, still mad about the enticing smell, throws the wool outside, 
then storms off in the morning to a troll meeting in the mountains. Sigurd spent the night dreaming of flying. Helga dreamed of a detailed escape plan involving a magic carpet hidden in the troll's attic. They go with her dream, the magic carpet, rolled up in the dust and cobwebs for who knows how long, does not look especially promising. But when Sigurd commands it to take them to Helga's home, it promptly soars up into the air and out the nearest window. Which is wonderful and all, but they have forgotten about Father Troll. When he gets back from his meeting to find his not-actually-daughter missing, he heads straight after them in seven-league boots. It doesn't take long for him to start catching up. The children have no intention of giving in, however. Sigurd takes out the troll wife's parting gift and conjures up the night. A darkness so deep that all they can see is the troll's eyes blazing behind them. Unfortunately, trolls can see in the dark. He keeps gaining on them. But then Sigurd calls up a rain of hail that hammers Father Troll back to earth and leaves the children safe on their carpet, speeding away to Helga's home. Her real parents are so overjoyed to see their lost little girl that they sort of adopt Sigurd too, in the hope that he will stay and grow up and get married and the two kids will live happily ever after. But then Sigurd wakes up one morning to find Ingeborg's little dog outside his door, tears streaking down his face, and knows something terrible has befallen his stepmother. The only person he tells where he is going is Helga, and she doesn't have a chance to even answer before he's gone, flying away on the magic carpet to his own home, where an enormous crowd is gathered around a stake, and the queen tied to it, about to be burned. Her husband is just standing there, unable to even look. Sigurd has no such uncertainty. He descends like an avenging angel, throwing the gods out of his way, jumping onto the pyre and shouting out his fury to the dumbstruck crowd. Well, it has been seven years. With Sigurd's unexplained disappearance came rumor, and from rumor, violence. Who else would wish the little boy harm but an evil stepmother. The king never really believed it, but was given no choice in the matter. The execution turns into a party, Ingeborg is rethroned, and the battered little family are at last reunited. The End I can't express how much I like this story. It subverts everything you think you know about fairy tales. The stepmother is a lovely woman who is wrongly accused. The monster, well one of them, turns out to be a crazy aunt instead. And it's the maiden in the tower who comes up with the escape plan. And as for Sigurd, what a wonderful hero. He's stubborn, he's resourceful, he's happy for a princess he's only just met to teach him how to row, and he'd really rather spend time with his stepmother than go off killing things with his father. Why do we not see more princes like this in folklore? Or maybe we just need to look harder. On that note, bye for now. Let me know your thoughts on the story and our discussion by emailing me on woketalespodcast at gmail.com or through social media at woketalespodcast on Instagram and woketalespod on Twitter. 
And please rate, review and like Woktails podcast. And don't forget to subscribe so you can easily access our weekly stories. If you have any story recommendations or if you want to come dissect and analyze a story with me, give me a shout out on email or social media. Because whatever you do, keep dissecting and keep analyzing. <laughs>